Hello, everybody. It's Leslie Jane Seymour, and I'm here for Reinvent Yourself. And boy, do I have a treat for you today. I have Tashira Ayers, who I met when she was interviewing me for Women Lead, um, a great event that happens in New York. Um, And she was just so, first of all, she's a bombshell to look at. You have to go on her Instagram and check her out. She's stunning and she has this incredible fashion sense. Um, but number two, she's just so warm and together and interesting. She has such an amazing personal story of reinvention. Not Her career followed her personal reinvention many times. And she talks very honestly about being a single mom very early in her life and what that was like. And then taking care of her brother as well when her mother passed away. She really is an amazing story of strength and putting her head down one foot in front of the other and moving her life along both career-wise and personally. And at 38, she's about to be a empty nester. So we're talking a lot about that as well. And we talk a lot too about how she how she finds her internal strength and she's doing a lot for single moms. Um, she's in the Philadelphia area, and she has a, a great single mom meetup coming. So that might be of interest to some people. And she talks a lot about using journaling to get to the things that are important for her various reinventions. So I'm excited to bring to you the wonderful Tashira Ayers. So welcome to Shira. I'm so glad we finally got you. Yay. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> awesome. And I just want to tell everybody out there um, that Tashira has the most gorgeous photo. She is as gorgeous as she is in the photo. Um, oh, and you. one of those people who she had interviewed me at Women Lead. Mm-hmm. And I was so blown away, not only by, she's like, you have to just go look at pictures of her. Do you have an incredible Instagram? Um, I, I, it's okay. <laughs> All right. But I hope there are pictures of you and your fashion ability on there too. There are photos up. Yes, there are. All so, right. so in that case, yeah. Uh-huh. So go check her out just for her fashion style ability, because I was blown away by that. And then she was a fabulous interviewer as well. Thank you. And uh, so I was just so blown away by her that I thought she would be a great person um, to come and talk about her own reinvention which when she told me about it was just kind of extraordinary. So I'm so glad to have you here, Tashira. Let's start talking about your history, like where did you grow up and what did you start doing to start with and how did you get to your reinvention? Oh, yeah. So um, I grew up in southern... South Jersey, Southern New Jersey, right outside of Philadelphia, maybe about 15 minutes outside of Philadelphia. Um, And South Jersey is made up of very small towns. um, And and the town that I grew up in was called Clayton, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Um, It was so small. I had about 60 people in my um, my graduating class. Yeah, it was very, very tiny. Um, And we... We kind of lived in terms of um, how I grew up. We kind of lived, despite that, lived a very fun life. So my mother really tried to expose us to things outside of our small town, which, you know, had farms on one side of it and railroad tracks on the other, Um, even though we were only right in South Jersey. Um, And so over time, in terms of how I got into 
um, what I'm doing. And over time, I just always had a knack for um, broadcasting and media and communications. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't honestly don't know where that came from. I do know there are some family members um, that I have cousins, distant cousins, close cousins, um, who are in the media entertainment as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and some are corporate execs. So, so I think it was something that has probably been passed down. Um, and so my mother made sure, again, even growing up in a small town, that we were exposed to those things. My grandparents, who were both um, deceased by the time I was born, she made sure we understood who they were. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. Oh. He was an salesman. Um, my great-grandparents owned stores in the South, and they migrated up North, and they opened stores in um, a suburb outside of Philadelphia named Chester. Um, so that whole entrepreneurial spirit, my mother herself, she was an entrepreneur. She was a um, a caterer. Um, and so that that whole entrepreneurial spirit and um, ability to and interact with people, I think it's something that just is in my blood. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so what did you come out and start doing to, to start with? What was your beginning profession? So to to begin with, I actually found myself doing um, two things at once. And that's kind of the, the storyline um, for me. Um, so I came out initially um, doing a corporate uh, community relations and civic affairs. Um, and so that was with a company called Cigna, um, oh. which is a commercial health plan. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I started there, I believe I was 20, 20 or 21. Um, and that was my very first corporate job, of course. And I worked for um, uh, an executive vice president of the Cigna Foundation. So a large part of my responsibility was more enterprise-wide um, and working to galvanize the employees across the country to participate in um, things like the March of Dimes um, initiatives, um, Susan G. Coleman, breast cancer awareness. Um, we were at that time really big funders of their national walks and campaigns. Mm -hmm. Um, So I led steering committees um, across uh, the enterprise um, and chaired a few of the walks um, for the local market at that time, um, you know, starting out in in Philadelphia. Um, So I I started there and then um, simultaneously I was working for a small radio station um, called WTMR, very, very small station on the AM dial. Um, And I was producing a show, a faith-based show. um, And upon producing the show, there was a day that um, the client couldn't make it. And the general manager said to me, you know, Tashira, you have to step in. We have to get the show going. You know the client, you know his format, you know his content, so go. I did it. And he loved my voice and he said, okay, I have a spot for you on the weekends. Can you produce the show and come on air to do a public service program that weekend? So that's how that happened. Everything has been quite organic. Um, And like I said, so I had that corporate um, thing going and then I also had kind of that media um, piece going as well. So those are my first roles and they again happen at the same time. Now talk about your reinvention and talk about mm-hmm. your personal life because I know that your personal life um, impact your reinvention in a way. Yes. So reinvention um, for me has happened multiple times, um, Leslie, and I feel like it's even happening again now. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I am of the opinion that reinvention um, takes shape um, um over a period of time at different stages in our lives. So um, having my son at 14, 
Um, I, I had him a week before my 15th birthday. And um, in doing so, I, I didn't tell anyone I was pregnant. I don't know if I shared that with you. No, you um, did I, not. Yeah. So I, I didn't did tell you. Did you know you were pregnant or? You know, that is that it, you would think that that was a simple question, okay. but it's mind over matter. You know how we, we hear mm -hmm. that saying? Mm -hmm. It's really mind over matter. And I think because I was so young, I, I almost made myself for a period of time believe I wasn't. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I ran a teen magazine for many years and I heard this mm -hmm. a lot from teenagers. Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. No, very common. Um, that it's denial it's you know yeah. they haven't been instructed on what's going on and they don't know what's going on and <coughs> excuse me sorry they mm -hmm. um it's denial and and often and you know that until the birth of the child they're just like what the heck happened you know i just thought i was gaining some weight here and no one around them that's the thing that that always boggled my mind was what about the people around them but it, right. it happens not surprising yeah, yeah. So, so that's I have a similar story as that. Um, I think October, November. Someone's born December seventh. October, November. One of my aunts said something to me about my weight gain. Um, mm -hmm. and friends of the family saw me out at a high school football game. Um, went back and told a few. Um, one of my aunts who had actually had her son at fifteen, which mm -hmm. I didn't know up until that point. Mm -hmm. And long and short of it, it ended up coming out four weeks before I had my son. Mm -hmm. Um, so that. You know, if there is a reinvention that happens that unintentionally time. at 14, that happened, you know, at that time. Um, and then soon after my mother passed away and I found myself living in what I call subconscious surviving. Mm. Um, and so much of my, the latter part of my teenage years and, and all throughout my 20s, um, you know, as myself and I was raising my brother as well. Oh my um, goodness. It, it, it was really... Um, and I call it subconscious because it's almost like, you know, Leslie, we you know we have to get up and, and we, yeah. we shower and we put yeah. our pants on yeah, and we do it almost mechanically. Yeah. You, know? like, yep. like, yeah. you just and step so, one step in front of the other, right? That That's what it was for majority wow. of my teen letter, part of my teen life and all throughout my twenties, it was just like very robotic. Um, I was totally separated and I'm, and I'm answering your question here it, throughout mm -hmm. this is answering your question. I was totally separated from my emotions. Mm. Um, I was, I was not able to, if it wasn't work related, I was not really able to, um, really have personal relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, so the dating element, you know, all of that, mm -hmm. it was, mm -hmm. um, it was almost non-existent for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it got to a point, the reinvention, and this is one thing I would say to anyone about reinvention, a lot of it is intrinsic before it's extrinsic. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times reinvention happens internally first, mm -hmm. um, and then it begins to manifest itself externally. Um, and so that's what began to happen. There came a time where um, I began to feel like things that were once okay weren't okay anymore. Mm -hmm. or the results I was getting from, you know, certain areas of my life, I, I, it wasn't sit comfortable for me anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and through evolution, um, you begin to um, get different people in your circle. Um, you begin to have different experiences that open up your eyes to almost match what you're feeling internally. And so there's an aha moment that happened with me um, 
um, between just the natural progression of age and experience, um, and then really just reconnecting spiritually. Mm -hmm. That was the major part, reconnecting spiritually. Um, and I had to make a conscious decision to reconnect with myself so that this new thing in my life, this next phase, this after 30 that was happening would come to fruition. So um, again, I would say reinvention, it, it again, it's, it's first internal. Mm -hmm. And then you look at the variables around you and see how they're lining up with what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you're spiritual or, you know, but there is, you know, I'm of the belief that there is a greater power that helps us um, evolve into that next woman um, mm -hmm. that we are called to be. Oh, wow. So what happened around 30? So you were kind of just putting one foot in front of the other, raising your son, taking mm -hmm. care of your brother, working for a good 10 years, is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And then you sort of picked your head up and said, okay, I want more than what I'm doing here. And was that when you were doing the radio station or were you working at Cigna or had you moved on from there? So that was a combination of Cigna. And then I moved on from Cigna to um, another health insurance carrier called Health Partners Plans, where I was more engaged with the community. So I was a community, uh, senior community relation um, director at that time. Um, so again, I had a chance to engage more with local officials, um, some of the politicians, the leaders mm -hmm. in the community. Um, so going from Cigna, where I was um, really engaging the the employees or the enterprise so it was more of an internal um, role. Mm -hmm. uh, I was, you know, I transitioned into health partners, which is more of an external role that mm -hmm. um, I was exposed to more people. And all the while, the media and the um, the radio piece was growing as well. So I left WTMR and went to another station called WURD, where I hosted um, a week long. Um, public service show. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so how did we, how did we go to now? How old are you now, Tashara? So if you ask me, I'm old, but. <laughs> oh, don't say that on this podcast. I think you're a baby. Everybody's going to be like, she's barely out of the cradle. <laughs> I am 38. <laughs> oh, you're not even in our demo yet. I'm only talking to you because you're eventually going to be in our demo and you're so smart and sophisticated. You're just not Thank even you. in the demo. So just to let you know. Okay. But 38. Mentally, oh, baby. Okay. <laughs> so talk about what you do now and mm -hmm. how your whole trajectory with your son and um, all of that sort of works for you now because you're kind of empty nest, right? Kinda. Yes, I am. Um, he is actually, my son is finishing his last semester at Temple University. Um, he is still uh, living with me, although he did tell me this year he's moving out. Oh, welcome to the club. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's something I actually need to talk to you about because I'm, okay. I'm quite frankly struggling with that. <laughs> it's, you know, it is such a hard thing. And I thought everybody was a bunch of sissies, all these people who would write these stories about, you know, wham, 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 uh, empty nest, all this. And I was like, you know what, get your shit together and buck it up <laughs> and, you know, be tough. And if you're working, it's going to be fine. I was a mess, horrible mm -hmm. mess. It's a mm -hmm. big, huge transition. So, yes, we will talk. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's 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 moving out, and that in and of itself requires um, 
for me to reinvent and to evolve as more than just, and that didn't just happen, but more than just Davon is his name's mother. Mm, um, that's right. Yeah. 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 And that actually started, um, that began to happen when he graduated uh, high school and went away to Virginia State University. Mm -hmm. um, that's, you know, that's when that actually began to happen. But right now, um, you know, there's there's just kind of letting go as far as mm -hmm. he's concerned mm -hmm. um, and really getting to know me outside of that. And and like you, I did not think it would be this difficult. I really mm -hmm. didn't. <laughs> um, and I've actually learned how to, um, and, and this I think is part of reinvention, just keeping it 100, like the kids say, with yourself, just being 100 keeping it real about the fact that you are that this is a struggle that this is yeah. a transition yeah uh, i don't know if we can fully evolve or fully reinvent ourselves if we're not real about where we are yes and um i i'm real with myself and then i'm real with him so you know just two weeks ago i i said to him we you know had a little um, disagreement about something you know how we are mm -hmm. we're still mothers that's mm -hmm. never going to change mm -hmm. i know <laughs> and um, I said to him, you know, Devon, I'm sorry. Well, I called him by his nickname, but I won't embarrass him on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I said, I'm sorry. You know, I'm I'm just really, you know, work with me here as I go through this process. I realize how old you are, and and you need to step out and fly. And I and I said to him, I don't want you to feel obligated to stay around because how right. what I'm dealing with. That's right. Um, and so that's another real moment that we as women and mothers um, really need to have with our children. Um, professionally, I am still in the corporate um, and entertainment space, but I'm a consultant now. So um, starting off, you know, at 20 and 21 has, even though I was operating robotically, I was blessed to have done my job really well mm -hmm. and to really have great relationships and resources. And so now I'm at a space where um, I'm, I'm consulting um, at, a, at the executive level. So really um, going back to Cigna, it came full circle. So oh, I'm back okay. Cigna is one of my clients now and um, they actually acquired a, um, a, a Medicare line. So I'm working with that population um, and they're really just looking to me. So my role in this is to create a, um, an enterprise plan for markets that that mirror Philadelphia in terms of um, civic engagement, business development, um, and then I also do some work with. Actually, be going out to the Super Bowl, Leslie. Oh, um, cool! I do some work with on the entertainment side as well. So I'm still in that same vein. I'm just, you know, again going back to reinvention. I I made a statement two years ago, and I said when I come out of corporate America, I only want to go back on my terms. And my terms are, you know, I want to be able to work from home, you know, create my own schedule, still do things like can't be a part um, of, um, you know, Leslie's podcast at 10 o'clock mm -hmm. in the middle of the morning, <laughs> you know, just have that freedom. Um, and so I'm fortunate enough to have that and still make a make a living and and decide what I'm going to do when my son leaves my house this year. <laughs> and so what would you say? say to people who are trying to reinvent, I mean, you've been reinventing then your whole life in many different ways, mostly yes. catalyzed by, it sounds like your work kind of went straight through 
and was sort of the ballast for you while you figured out the other part of your life is my guess. And you know what? No one has ever summarized it that way. Thank you. Well, I mean, I don't know, but I'm just guessing. It seems like you're very um, confident there and you, you know, put yourself on autopilot and you got it done. A lot of women are like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm like that, you know, we're doers. When we run into a problem, we do our way out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think that's just a very common and it's a personality type that likes you see a barrier. That's how you get around it. You do your way out of it. And um, so talk a little bit about um, your evolution sort of emotionally then as reinventing yourself as an older mother, older, 38, you're a baby mother, (laughs) but um, you're going to be an early empty nester, which is, you know, is unusual and um, is fabulous because you're going to have this long period of time where you can now go back and, and sort of do whatever it is you want, right? Are you excited about that? How are you, how are you looking at it? You're making me excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me excited. Um, and, and I just want to say this conversation is refreshing because I, what you just did seriously in that, in formulating that question has really caused me to have a different perspective of this because I don't know if I was necessarily looking ahead at it in that regard. Um, one thing you ha- have not heard me talk about is personal relationships, you know, mm-hmm. dating and mm-hmm. things of that nature, um, because you're right. And I like what you said. I, I did my way out of it. We do our way out of circumstances. So um, looking ahead in, in terms of an empty nester, um, I don't know if I'm looking forward to that per se. Mm-hmm. Um, from a personal perspective, I'm looking forward to it um, in, through the eyes of my son. And I know that that's something that even through this reinvention, I need to begin to shift. And I say that because I'm excited about what he will experience, mm-hmm. what um, he has set before him. I do honestly have some reservations and that's beyond the motherhood. It's just the world we live in, I you know. know, without going into all of the, you know, politics of it all. But, yes. you know, I, I have a, an African-American son, you know, yes. and those things, you know, keep it real. They concern me. Of so, course they um, do. I understand. I, I mean, I can't possibly really understand it, but I understand it intellectually. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And and I know that even if he lived in my house, Leslie, what could I do? You know, I mean, he, he's not going to stay cooped up in the house. So, but those, those things are real. Um, they're in the yes. back of my mind. Um, I, I try not to let them worry me to the point I, that I can't progress. So I pray over them. Yes. Um, I pray over him. And um, I just, you know, ask God to lead his footsteps and, and direct him. Um, I am looking forward to having a um, progressive relationship with the man. <laughs> mm, that's great. So have you kind of put dating off? Until now, do you think that now you're sort of, you know, your table is clear enough that you can get out there again fully? Yes. And I think the biggest, the biggest thing with that, though, is that I'm emotionally in a better place. Good. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. A lot of women are going through that. They're either widowed, they're um, divorced, they're thinking about being divorced. Um, you know, a lot of women are terrified of getting back out there in the dating area because it's so different than when we grew up. Yeah. You know, my, I mean, I, I, 
you know, talk to my daughter who's in her twenties about, you know, the whole dating thing. And we had this conversation the other day where I was saying, you know, in my day, we used to have you know, a date for breakfast and then you'd have lunch with someone else and dinner with someone yeah. else. But she starts <laughs> laughing hysterically and I'll go, what are you laughing about? She goes, tell my friends what you just said. I said, what are you talking about? I, and they're laughing hysterically. I'm like, guys, I'm talking about breakfast. Not what you guys do. This is real <laughs> breakfast. You know, it's like, I don't know what you're thinking, but that's not what we did back in the day. You know, right, <laughs> so, right, right, right. <laughs> so have you gotten, have you gotten yourself all set up? Are you ready to, to rock? I mean, there are very few men listening to this podcast, but anybody who has a brother, <laughs> take, take that picture to Shira and post it and they'll be, oh, you're going to be flooded. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So what are you yeah. thinking? Are you going to do one of those dating sites or what do you think you'll do? Um, I I don't know. So I've had some interest lately, to be honest. Um, nothing that I'm kind of like, oh, that's it. You know, just having fun and hanging out. Um, I, what I am going to do is be more intentional about socializing when it's not related to work. I think, mm -hmm. you know, as business women and, you know, going to a happy hour because you've been invited by your client or your colleagues, that's one thing, but just mm -hmm. kind of going out, you know, mm -hmm. um, I don't do often. So one, I'm gonna be more intentional about that um, and be and be more open to to receiving. I think that's something else that we mean that sometimes, well, we, we're, we're givers and we're doers and we're nurturers. Um, right. But there's also something to say about the ability and the courage to receive. Yes. So to, you know, you talk about, um, you know, divorcees and, and widowers and, you know, you, that, that can be difficult to open back up and have that's that right. courage and, you know, be brave enough to receive love and attention and, you know, just a joke, even if it's not funny, you just throw your head back and laugh with a glass of wine, like mm -hmm. just, you know, receive a good time. Um, I am doing a speed dating event that I'm hosting. Oh, you're kidding. Where is that? When is that? That's good. It's so classic you. That makes sense to me for you to take control of it. It's like, that's really? just so, yeah, it's like, that's good. That's what doers do. It's like, okay, I don't like this thing happening to me. So I'm going to take control of it and do it under my terms. Right. I love it. Yes, so. yes, yes, yes. And I'm targeting single mothers. Okay. Um, it's going to be June 21st here in Philadelphia. And if all goes well, maybe we can replicate it somewhere else. But um, I did a poll on social media in November into December. I did like a series of polls targeting single mothers um, about what they would be willing to participate in. And based on their response, I'm executing some of those events this year. Mm. Um, and speed dating is one of them. And that was overwhelmingly popular you know they were ready to do it next week um so I'm, I'm i'm hoping to do a rooftop situation here in philly um you know rain you know weather is always an issue there but i thought if we do a nice evening the first day of summer is the 21st mm -hmm. um so to do that so yeah so i'm taking control again <laughs> <laughs> that's great and mm -hmm. so how would people who want to join that or want to sign up for it? Because you have a website and you're selling some things. Talk about your little business there that I saw. Yeah. Is that yeah. still is that still cooking or or what are you doing with that? It is. And I'm actually um this month kind of um doing the last the finishing touches of the rebrand. So we um I do have well my my PR firm is 312 PR. Um so that website is out there three. 312 
PR? PR.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's the numbers? The, the number three, the word 12. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. PR.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and that site, again, where we're, I'm rebranding everything, you know, I'm kind of overhauling everything at the same time, but um, go to that website and folks can enter their email address into the homepage um, to receive regular updates about our firm, our clients, our services um, there. So that, um, that the new site for 312PR will be launched January 30th. Um, but for my social and um, um, my social network targeting single mothers, that's Tashira's Voice. Tashira's um, Voice. T-Y, yes. T-Y-S. T-A. Go ahead. It's it close. T-A-S-H-Y-R-A-S. So Tashira's. And then the word voice. Voice.com. Mm-hmm. So for single moms, so they can go sign up there and they'll yeah. learn about your speed dating thing and all that stuff. And all that good stuff. Perfect. Yeah. That's I awesome. Product on there, product, um, new product I'm launching, a webinar series called the Single, Mom, Single Moms Mastermind um, that'll be launching this month. So a whole bunch of good stuff you can find on there. Do you think that single moms have any particular barriers or advantages to reinvention? It seems like if you're targeting that area, you probably know more about it than a lot of people. I, I would say yes. I, I think that there's a niche within the niche mm-hmm. um, with any audience. Um, and the, the, I mean, I know, I know I'm only 38, but <laughs> I'm going to say back in my day. Back in your day. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, when, when I, you know, there was a, a time in, um, I guess our community and um, just how I grew up where being a single mother was not the goal. It was never the goal. It mm-hmm. was never, you know, you didn't say, oh, I'm going to grow up and, and be a single parent. You didn't say right. that. And then um, it was actually shunned upon, you know, we were statistics yes. and then you're a teen yes. mother at that, yes. you know, so yes. that's a niche within that niche. Right. I'm finding now, Leslie, that there are groups that are choosing that life Yes. Yes. It's become much more acceptable. Yes. Well, since Madonna had all her babies out of wedlock, it was, became groovy, I think. That was like shocking to me. And I guess because in my, of what I experienced in my world and, you know, how we grew up, you know, Mm -hmm. you, you, you don't even have sex before marriage is how Mm -hmm. I was, you know, raised. So let alone, you know, go all out and intentionally have a child. So, Mm -hmm. um, there are barriers that we we have as single mothers, um, especially if that wasn't your intent, which is why I brought that up. So, you know, if you got into it out of, you know, mistake, carelessness, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whatever, you have to, one, get past that. So get mm-hmm. past, I made a mistake, blaming yourself. Right. How am I going to tell my parents? What is the family going to think? The world going to, you know, all of those things right. you go through internally. Um, and then, again, it's not just about you. Um, and then, you know, there's always that partner, you know, <laughs> what mm-hmm. that relationship is like um, with with the partner and the relationship with the partner and the child and mm-hmm. the relationship with you and the partner. So there's different facets of being a single mother. If you ch- Even if you do choose, I don't know mm-hmm. if they really realize yeah. um, what lies ahead all the time, choosing that life. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's it's hard to know until you're in it. I can't mm-hmm. imagine that people can even imagine. Yeah. I just can't even <laughs> they imagine. Can't. I can't imagine that I'm in it. <laughs> yes. 
But that's great. So, okay. So, but I love the fact that you're doing something for single moms and they could be single in different ways and yeah. um, helping them get together and move their lives forward. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And this is no, there's no age, you know, um, limit. Okay. Um, there is, you know, all walks of life. And like you said, across the spectrum, whether mm -hmm. you were married and now divorced or widowed, mm -hmm. wherever your, you know, circumstance took place that led you to that. And, and the, and my hashtag for social media with that is, um, no lifetime memberships. So, um, it's not a goal that we stay single moms for a lifetime. Some oh, for some it is, that. but okay. we're not. That's not the promotional part. You know, we're not male man bashing. We're not doing right. any of that. Um. So, and the goal is not forever single mother. But if I mean, if that's the end result, then fine. But um. Right. So yeah, we kicked that off with speed dating. <laughs> right. Awesome. So as we close out here, um, and we just I want to thank you first of all for sharing all your personal. Um, ups and downs so openly because sure, a lot of pleasure. people will will be moved and and they will relate as well um, mm -hmm. what do you have one or two um, pointers for people who are trying to reinvent themselves either their lives or their careers um, that they could you know start with tomorrow what are the their two little tippy tricky kind of things that you might have for mm -hmm. them Sure. Um, well, one of them goes back to what I said earlier about intrinsic versus extrinsic. So internal versus external. Right. I would say if, if someone listening that said, what can I do tomorrow this afternoon? Right. I would say, take a moment and stop. Just, just stop. Sit still, sit down, get into a quiet place, pull out a journal, a blank mm -hmm. notebook, and just write right in no particular format in mm -hmm. uh, no particular structure but take a moment to feel where you are and mm -hmm. to really think and don't be afraid to be with yourself in that moment mm -hmm. um and because i think in order to reinvent today tomorrow next week we have to understand where we are where we are in time mm -hmm. where we are with ourselves um and to be real with where we are. Mm -hmm. So, and to get to those three places, you have to spend time with yourself. Hmm. Um, so if you have children, you know, you want to start tomorrow, you want to start Friday, try to find a babysitter, sit them down in front of, get mm -hmm. some popcorn in the mm -hmm. cartoon, pop mm -hmm. it in and have mm -hmm. an hour and a half with yourself. Turn the phone off, you know, turn no Netflix and chill, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, just spend time with you. And what we'll find, what I find, it, it's, it is a proven um, strategy. I found that all along at, at each point of my reinvention, there were thoughts that I was having, there was feelings that I was feeling, there were words that come into mind that I pushed away or I mm -hmm. didn't realize that they were points of reinvention because so much other stuff was going on. Mm -hmm. um, so stopping and listening to yourself, that can happen anytime. You can start tomorrow. Um, and what you're doing when you stop and you listen and you write out those things that you hear and you feel mm -hmm. is, again, you're tapping into an internal source that allows you to then create a strategy to act those things out externally. Do so. you use any particular type of system? Was it, did you like read something or follow a podcast or anything mm -hmm. online? Are you just, this is just your form of journaling that helped you? 
Yeah, so primarily it, it was journaling. Uh -huh. um, it was reading. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm a Christian, so I read the Bible. Mm -hmm. And um, it was having mentors um, mm -hmm. in my life and that were able to um, support you know, where I was when I was ready to speak with them. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a, it was primarily journaling because I'm, okay. I'm usually a very private person. Okay. Um, and so I wasn't ready to always share and, and your book or your journal can't write back to you. Um, <laughs> it, I'm sorry, speak back to you. Right. So journaling, um, motivational books or messages, if there's a voice that resonates with you, um, you know, whoever that voice is, it could be a, a household name or it could be someone in your family. Mm -hmm. um, and then again, if you're, if there's any spiritual connection, I would say really, really tap back into that as well. Great. Well, thank you so much. You're so amazing. And I'm so mm -hmm. glad that you thought enough to share that with us old folk over here. Oh, and stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Let me tell you, can I tell you, Leslie, my mother passed away at 46 years old. Oh. And I'm the, I, I, it's, you know, old to me is 110 right? <laughs> because yeah. the right. closer I get to the age that she was, I'm just like, that was so young. It's so young. That's really young. So young. Yeah. I mean, I'm just getting to this place that I'm at and I have less than 10 years to get to where she is. And I'm just like where she was when she passed. I'm right. just like, oh my goodness, she was right. starting to live, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> I think, the, I think the forties and then the fifties are really where, you do start to live and, you know, if you're in touch with yourself and can dig down and get yourself comfortable with who you are, it's a, it's a wonderful moment. So thank you so much for taking the time. I hope everybody will go to tashiresvoice.com and I hope a bunch of the Covey Club listeners will show up at your, uh, your single meetup, which sounds really great, speed dating. And then I think they all have to have to take a look at all your fashion sense. I didn't even ask you, just had one last question. Where the heck do you get your fashion sense from? You're amazing. <laughs> like, is it just have been a hobby or? Because that's uh, not something you wake up with. You must have really spent some time. You spend time shopping. Um, you're going to think it's a cliche, but I honestly do not. <laughs> I don't. It's, it's. Wake up I and pull it together like that. Yeah, I just like, oh, that right. looks, let me grab that. <laughs> and my brother, well, I do have a, you know, I do have a little, I could cheat a little bit because my brother's a, a stylist. My brother's a stylist uh, for, um, he's worked for Nordstrom and stuff, but we both have that sense. He's a little wow. more eclectic than I am, but, um, but thank you so much. Yeah. That's really humbling. Thank you. Oh, it <laughs> looks so great. And that, that kind of style, that ability to style, I've spent my life in the fashion and beauty area. That's a gift. Those people who just wake up and know how to put that stuff together, I can copy, but, yeah. uh, I'm not one of those people. So congratulations. Thank you, you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I, I um, don't take it for granted that you feel like I could speak to your audience. That really is humbling. And I'm really grateful for that. And I hope it was beneficial and, and there was something to pull from what I said. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much to Shira and have a wonderful day. Take care, honey. You do the same. Take care. Thank you everybody for joining us on 
Reinvent Yourself with Leslie Jane Seymour. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you did, please give us some stars. We hope it'll be five. And the way we get seen by other people is to get ratings. And those ratings, those stars really matter a lot because it makes us visible to other people who need us and need to be inspired. And I thank you so much for joining us. I hope you'll join us again. I hope you'll subscribe to Reinvent Yourself. If you know of anybody who would be a great person for us to interview who has reinvented themselves, please reach out to me, Leslie, at CoveyClub.com, and that's L-E-S-L-E-Y. And if you have any comments or thoughts on how we can make this podcast better, I'm always interested as well. And I hope that you will join us for the next episode of Reinvent Yourself. Take care.